I just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, was a man of great ambition, unlimited energy, a proud, spirited monarch who, as the years went by, conquered Tyre, Syria, Moab, Edom. Even mighty Assyria fell prey to his victorious armies. As he added nation after nation to the Babylonian realm, he added more to his fame as the greatest ruler of his age. Hail to Nebuchadnezzar, ruler of the world! Nebuchadnezzar had a passion for building, and his signal success in beautifying the city of Babylon with its hanging gardens and very colored buildings and walls made Babylon one of the wonders of the world. This ministered to his pride and ego until he was in grave danger of losing his sense of justice. In mercy, God gave the proud king another dream to warn him of his peril. Scribe! Scribe! Where are you? I'm coming, Your Majesty, I'm coming. Long live Nebuchadnezzar, ruler of the world. I had a dream last night, and it frightened me. I am therefore issuing a decree that all the wise men of Babylon come before me, that they make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. The king has had another dream and wants us to interpret it. His majesty is always having dreams. Mm. I hope he remembers this dream. (laughs) He does. All we have to do is interpret it. I'm sure that between us we can give his majesty a satisfaction. Bow the knee! His Majesty Nebuchadnezzar, ruler of the world, enters and sits upon the throne. Arise. I dreamed a dream during the night, and it troubles me greatly. Uh, Tell us the dream, O king, and we will give thee the interpretation. In my dream, I saw a tree growing in the midst of the earth. It grew and grew until its top towered to the heavens, and its branches stretched to the ends of the earth. Flocks and herds from the mountains and hills enjoyed shelter beneath its shadow, and birds of the air built their nests in its boughs. The leaves of the tree were fair, and the fruit thereof much. All flesh was fed of it. As I gazed upon the lofty tree, behold, a watcher, even an holy one, approached the tree and in a loud voice said, Hew down the tree and cut off the branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and the roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let a beast's heart be given unto it, and let seven times pass over it. This is by decree and the word of the Holy One, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. This is the dream that I saw. Now make known unto me an interpretation. Uh, The the, the dream is very explicit, Your Majesty. (laughs) What kind of a tree was it, Your Majesty? Uh, Can you recall what kind of birds they were? Uh, Built nests in the tree? You're sure, O King, that the band around the stump was of iron and brass? Enough of this idle chatter. 
Admit that you are unable to interpret the dream. Uh, well, Your Majesty, it is an unusual oh, dream. Yes, <laughs> very unusual, Your Majesty. Scribe, Daniel is busy, but send for him. He will give me the interpretation. Oh, Daniel, master of the magicians, because I know that no secret is unknown to thee, tell me the interpretation of the dream. In my dream, O oh Daniel, I saw and beheld a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height was great. The tree grew. This is the dream that I, Nebuchadnezzar, was dreaming. Now, O oh Daniel, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. You look troubled, Daniel, and distressed. Because of the dream's interpretation? Daniel, let not the dream nor the interpretation thereof trouble thee. No, king. The dream be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest, O king, is thee. For thy greatness is grown and reachest unto heaven, and thy dominion to the ends of the earth. Go on, Daniel. Please. The tree was cut down, yet the stump remained in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass. It was to be wet with dew, and his portion was to be with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. The interpretation is this, O king. This is the decree from the Most High, that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and thou shalt eat grass wet with the dew of heaven. Seven years shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The stump with the roots thereof was left. Thy kingdom, O king, shall be sure unto thee, after thou shalt know that the God of heaven rules all things. This interpretation is sure. O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Break off thy sins and thy iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. I will consider the matter, Daniel. Time passed. Scribe! Babylon is a beautiful city known far and wide for its beauty and magnificence. Who made it so? You did, O king. And who is responsible for the growth of the Babylonian Empire? Uh, thou, uh, thou alone, O king. <laughs> From the time of his dream, King Nebuchadnezzar was walking in his palace and proudly exclaiming, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. Thou shalt be driven from men. Thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. Seven years shall pass until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. What was that? Did someone say something? <laughs> Who are you? Get away! Get away! <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> me, 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 go. <laughs> God, God, where's your captain? No, 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 you come here. His majesty has gone insane. We must get him out of the palace before anyone finds out. Uh, uh, hungry. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> 
For seven years, Nebuchadnezzar lived and ate and slept like an animal. For seven years, he was an astonishment to all his subjects and humbled before all the world. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> give, give <a> <laughs> Then was Nebuchadnezzar's reason restored unto him. Recognizing the divine hand in his chastisement, Nebuchadnezzar made a public proclamation. Once I was a proud monarch. Now I extol and honor the king of heaven. I was a tyrannical, overbearing ruler. Now I shall try to be a compassionate king. I defied and blasphemed the God of heaven. Now I acknowledge the power of the Most High and shall earnestly seek to promote the love of God and the happiness of my people. From experience and in humbleness I plead with thee, be not proud and take not glory to thyself, for therein lies sure destruction. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. talking about health. Mom, how's your radio project going? It's going great. I'm on the air right now with you. What do you want me to do? I'll ask you a question about health, then you answer it. Okay, but first, can I go brush my teeth? Mom, you just told a bunch of people listening on the radio that you want to brush your teeth. Well, brushing your teeth is good for your health. If you don't brush your teeth, you could get cavities or even gum disease. Gum disease causes inflammation in your mouth, and that could lead to heart disease. What do gums have to do with the heart? Well, my dentist told me that bacteria from inflamed gums can enter the bloodstream and cause your arteries to thicken and become clogged. Clogged arteries can keep blood from reaching your heart. So brushing is very important. 
I'll be right back. Mom, we're on the air right now. We can't wait. Exactly. No one should wait to brush their teeth. The dentist told me that as soon as I finish eating a meal, I should either rinse my mouth out with water or brush for about two minutes. How long is your radio program? Two minutes. Perfect. Wait, we're on the... <sighs> okay, my guest today just went to brush her teeth, so I'm thinking brushing your teeth is important for your heart. If you've just eaten a meal, go brush right now. You don't want to rot your teeth or have your heart stop. This is Sam with Live with Sam. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. join me today for another story just for you. Chapter 4, A Special Book. The friends ran past Mr. Chambers. They couldn't talk anymore because they were almost out of breath. Up ahead stood the big old oak tree. Its roots had grown so large that they had pushed up the sidewalk around it into a small hill. Some of the roots even poked through the concrete. As the shoebox kids ran around the tree, they jumped easily over the hump of sidewalk and the roots. Sammy glanced back again. The brothers were still coming. Why don't they give up, he wondered. They're probably having too much fun scaring us. Again, Sammy prayed, asking God to help them. When Sammy looked around again, he saw Larry trip over the sidewalk. He fell and skinned his arm. Then Doug tripped over a large root. His ankle twisted underneath him, and he fell down too. Sammy slowed down and stopped. Come on, Sammy, Chris said. Don't quit. Look, Sammy said, pointing at the twins. Larry was holding his arm, and Doug was holding his ankle. Neither one seemed to be interested in chasing the shoebox kids anymore. Thanks, God, Sammy said quietly, looking heavenward. Hey, Chris laughed. It looks like the big oak tripped them up. And I used to get tired of always leaping over those roots, Maria said. I'm sure glad those roots were there this time, though. Me too, Dee said. The shoebox kids walked the last block to the library, leaving the brothers to nurse their injuries. They talked about why Mr. Chambers came out and yelled at them. Maybe he knows the ball went into his house, Chris suggested. Maybe he knows I reached into his house, Sammy said. He was watching us for a while, remember? Or maybe he was just being his old, mean self, Maria said loudly as she opened the library door. Shh, Dee said. We're in the library now. They found an empty table in a corner of the library. Then they headed to the computer system that listed all the books in the library. 
Since Sammy had done lots of reports, he knew just how to look up a subject on the computer and find the books on the shelves. First, he looked for books on the Underground Railroad. They were a whole bunch listed. Sammy wrote down the numbers and handed the paper to Dee Dee. She, along with Maria and Chris, went to the bookshelves where they would be found. Next, Sammy typed in secret rooms, but found only a couple of fictional mysteries listed. They weren't any help. The books he needed had to be about real rooms. Sammy thought a minute. What else could secret rooms be listed under? Maybe hiding places? Sammy typed in hiding places. There! Hiding places in history. Bingo, Sammy said a little too loudly. Shh, the librarian said. Sammy quickly wrote down the reference number and went to the bookshelves. When he returned, the others were there with a stack of books. Wow, Sammy said excitedly. I never thought there would be this many books. Why don't we split them up? Exactly what are we looking for? Chris asked as he picked one up. I don't know for sure, Sammy answered. I guess you should look for chapters that talk about the houses where the slaves hid. Pay attention to any mention of secret hiding spaces or rooms, and keep your eyes open for any pictures or drawings of secret rooms. If we can find a picture of one, that will prove that Mr. Chambers's secret room could really exist. The four of them got busy. Each one read through the table of contents and turned to chapters that might contain the information they needed. Sammy picked up the book called Hiding Places in History and read through the listing of chapters that included Christians in the Catacombs, Stations of the Underground Railroad, and Secret Rooms for the Jews. Wow, Sammy thought, there were secret rooms all through history. The slaves on the Underground Railroad he knew about, but what did the other people need to hide from? Hey, Sammy, Maria whispered excitedly. Sammy jumped. He had gotten so involved with his book he'd almost forgotten where he was. Look at the picture I found in this book, Maria said. All the others gathered around Maria and looked at the open book. There was a picture of a barn. Maria quietly read the paragraph beside it. Sometimes the people who operated a station or safe house had to construct secret rooms to hide the slaves and to protect themselves for helping them. They sometimes did this by making a second wall a few feet inside the real wall. Unless measuring the outside width of the barn or house and the inside width, it was almost impossible to tell that there were two walls. Maria turned the page. Sammy gasped at the two pictures he saw. One, a diagram, showed how a wall had been built a few feet inside the outer wall of the barn. The caption read, The last two planks could be pried off to allow people to squeeze through. Once they were in the space, someone nailed the board shut. The second picture showed the inside of the barn. It was impossible to tell that this was not the real outside wall. That's it, Sammy said. That must be the way the secret room in Mr. Chambers' house was made. Sammy, Maria said, just because a room was made to hide slaves in a house on the Underground Railroad doesn't mean there's one in Mr. Chambers' house. Nobody had slaves around here, remember? Well, I think there is a secret room, Sammy said, but I guess I do need solid evidence to prove it. Then Sammy had an idea. Come on, he said as he walked up to the librarian's desk. Excuse me, he said to the librarian. How could I find out about old houses in town? Is there any way I can find the building plans to them? Our local historical society may be able to help you. If a house is of historical interest due to its style or when it was built, they may have some information on it. You could also try the architectural firm of Smith & Bowers. They might have some old building plans at their office. Thanks, Sammy said. He and the others walked back to the table. So that's all we have to do, Sammy said. We'll go to the Smith & Bowers firm where they draw up the plans for new buildings. We can ask if they have the original plans to Mr. Chambers's house. 
Well, we sure can't go now, Dee Dee said. I gotta go. We do too, Chris and Maria said. Sammy sadly agreed as they put the books back, but he got out his library card and checked out the book on hiding places. He wanted to read that book at home. The friends headed out of the library together. Maria and Chris turned up the street toward their house. Dee Dee went in the opposite direction. Sammy crossed the street and continued back the way they had come. He jumped back over the broken sidewalk and roots of the big oak. Sammy thought about the twins. I wonder how Larry and Doug are. Although he was glad the brothers had stopped chasing them, he began to think he should have gone back to make sure they were all right. As he passed by Mr. Chambers' house, he looked at the round window. Sammy stopped in his tracks. The sun was behind the trees so that Mr. Chambers' house was dark in the falling shadows, and the only light coming from his house was coming right out of the small round window. you have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book nine the secret of the hidden room written by nancy speck edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.